Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I've got another role play for you, Sine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be um, Jake Gyllenhaal's agent. Okay. Actually, you'd be Jake Gyllenhaal and I'll be the agent. Wait, no other way around. Hey, Jake, I've got another script for you. I'll be both characters, actually. It's going to be better because they're not going to control what the joke is. Okay. <laughs> hey, Jake, I've got a script for you. Okay, cool. Am I playing a regular normal guy? Um, no. I've got to make some changes. <laughs> to the script. I hope you all enjoyed that one-man show that's going on over there. You seem very pleased with yourself. Uh, it's good stuff. It's a good joke. <laughs> Hello there. Welcome to I Only Like You in Movies and Jokes about Jake Gyllenhaal and his regular normal guy characters. My name is Lonnie. How are you doing today? Hi. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> what a way to start a podcast about ambulance. Mm-hmm. Or as I could like call it, Ambu LA. We've only sh- we've only recorded two podcasts before this, and you're very loopy doopy. Yeah, I mean, I'm giving the, the folks what they want, you know. Okay. <laughs> uh, Michael Bay is in the house. He made a film during COVID, mm. and he didn't make a small, intimate picture like others might have, given the consequences of COVID. He's like, all right, give me a small one location for most of the film. I'm like, okay, what about um, an ambulance? And he's like, yes. So hang on, you choose <laughs> the smallest possible compartment that you could have three actors. For COVID. I mean, it's, I guess only three people in there. Social distancing doesn't mean anything to you, Michael? I guess if they're giving them tests all the time. It seemed like it worked. The film, what do you reckon? No. Not for you. Are you not much of a... Okay. okay. Let's, let's... All right. Wind it back. This. All right. So, for a long time, there's been a lot of criticism at Michael Bay films, right? Mm-hmm. And I was always like, what's wrong with them? He's an auteur. He's got a pretty distinct feel to his films. Transformers is fun. What's the problem? He likes exploding things. Uh, I'm very sorry to everyone. Right. Shunned. But, No. No, too no, no, much no, no, no. It's too finally much. too much. It's finally too much. Here's the thing. I didn't realise he was such an awful person, mm. which has really coloured my interpretation of his films. Um, allegedly, this is so we don't get sued, Lonnie, allegedly really awful to Megan Fox, Kate Beckinsale, every female that's been in his presence. Mm. Um, often frame shots very sexualized of them and sort of a bit of that in this. I'm grateful to see it wasn't too overwhelming. But man, he's got a type, doesn't he? Based on who he casts. I just, like, there are technical questions I have that don't make sense. There's writing stuff that doesn't make sense. I don't, 
logic police sirens are going woo 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 in this film because it doesn't make mm. any sense why certain things happened. I just what what are we doing? <laughs> just in general? Yeah, just in general. It's <laughs> a good question, Sunday. Um, his his remark, his retort to people who criticise his film is always, you know, I make films for teenage boys. What a crime, you know. And I guess there's a, there's a certain part of it is that the films he makes are for a certain demographic and cool. We'll teach yeah. teenage boys to objectify women. Great, mate. Don't you think you have more responsibility not to film like that if you are showing your films to influential teenagers? <sighs> yeah, I think in that context, teenage boys could be more of a a catch-all term for you know just a a not so hybrid market just people who want to go watch explosions and stuff and that's that's totally fine as an audience but then we, we watch lots of films that do that with that all the sexism and misogyny um allegations as well don't we everyone else seems to be doing it fine so i don't know why he thinks he has a right to do it yeah the transformers things i've only seen some of them and some parts of them others I, I could never understand them, to be honest. I could never see the characters' faces. They just look like they big CGI things hitting each other. I couldn't really follow the action, mm, I must say. I could follow the action in Ambulance, though. Let's talk about it. Okay. So, Jake Gyllenhaal and Yahya Abdul-Mateen II are brothers, mm-hmm. adoptive brothers. Yep. One's adopted, one's not. Um... They, they, it's, they do a heist. Now, that's my first thing today. Mm-hmm. Not enough heist. Not enough heist. Needs way more heist. The heist is kind of happening in the background. Yeah, they cut around it. Show me the mm. heist, guys. Anyway, there's a heist in a bank, and then to get away, they hijack an ambulance. And then, yes. essentially, the whole film is a car chase. Pretty much from then on, yes. You might be thinking to yourself, wow... How do they sustain that level of intensity and thrill for an entire film? They don't. They don't. They don't at all. That's not what what happens. What do you mean? A car chase in a film is supposed to inject a bit of life, a bit of action. Your heart's supposed to go, ah, we're doing something intense. We're running away. Oh, my God. You can't keep an audience at that heightened level of intensity for an entire film. Mm. It's not possible. And... There are obviously some car chase films like Mad Max Fury Road, but that everything in that moves the story forward and yes, it's it, yeah it's hard to make huge comparisons between the, those DC films. So I think we mentioned this as after we saw this because we happened to see this together in person. Mm-hmm. One of the first one of the early films I've done in a long time. Been able to do that. Not enough heist at the beginning. Too much car chase and no third. No event. third act. That's kind of what we we would have done differently, right? It just ends. First act is the the heist, then everything goes wrong. That's mm-hmm. how you sort of end the first act. Mm-hmm. Then you've got a car chase in the middle mm-hmm. that goes for ages and but is fun. And then at the end, you've got one last thing, like a, a hostage scenario, or they get to the hospital and then one of them escapes and they've got a, it's like a maybe it's a a foot race or something like that, or it's a physical fight potentially. Mm-hmm. But this felt like it was not enough heist at the beginning, way too much car chase, end. Correct. Now, some of the some of the stuff inside of it is fun. Like the action is top notch. You're not gonna obviously Is the not, action top notch. Oh, okay. Maybe not. Well, 
it's apparent that he's discovered drones for the first time in his life, which is great. Drones suit his style of filmmaking. However, do we need to keep every single shot that we took with a drone in the film? Here's my thing. I would have had more drones in here. More drone? The yes. whole thing would have been drone. <laughs> it's already 90% that, drone. I think that would have been fun. I think the drone stuff was like, oh, wow, this is really different. I haven't seen this on the screen before. But then it cut back to just regular footage for a bit. And then, oh, more, some more drones have been really cool. I think you could have had more and more of the drones, you know? No? Too much drone. Too much drone. Not enough heist. <laughs> Te- more technical things that I have an issue with. Okay, hear me. There's a shot near the beginning where it's a panning shot, right? Mm. Handheld camera. We pan as we're following the car. And then the camera just dips because the cameraman is taking the camera off his shoulder at the end of the shot to reset. That makes it into the film. Where the frame yeah. tilts and it isn't in focus because he's literally taking off the camera from his shoulder. Yeah. I th- Why I think was that in? I think it's like to do with the documentary style no. of the film. There's no? also a shot where Jake Gyllenhaal and Yaya, is, they're talking in like a garage thing and we're mm. doing the spinny thing. We're running around them with a spinny thing. They're not even in frame. They're not even in frame. The camera goes up and looks at the ceiling. There's dialogue happening. They're not even in frame. Yeah, because they're moving fast, moving loose today. That's, that's what's going on. I don't think it's that much to ask <laughs> for a visual medium to show me the actors. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. This is what I don't understand. I don't know that he is actually technically brilliant. Like, it feels to me like a year 10 film and TV student... All the choices they would make, like, oh, that's a cool shot with a drone. That's his style of filmmaking. Just on a big budget. Yes, just given millions of dollars. And so you still have those errors of why didn't you cut Mm. that bit out of the film? Why can't you frame your shot correctly? Why can't you... Like, it's just so bizarre. Here's what I would have done differently as well. Yeah. I agree agree with what you said there, but I'm just going to move on to a related point. The storyline. Oh, so many issues. I feel like you can maybe get away with some of those technical elements going crazy, whatever, if we had a really strong story underneath with characters we care about. And I I cared about Yaya as Will Sharp. Didn't care as much about Doug Gyllenhaal as Danny Sharp. But it just sort of felt a bit perfunctory. It's like Mm. in that first scene, it's just like, okay, here's one page. We're going to set up your whole life story. And so there's... Oh, the writing of that was awful. It was so bad. He's on the phone. He's on the phone. And the call centre worker's like, I have to go, it's time for my break. And she hangs up on him. In what world would that ever happen? You can't hang up on people if you work in a call centre. If it goes over your break, you miss your break. That's more accurate for how it works. Also, the whole premise of this wouldn't work in any other context. It's like a Breaking Bad situation. Because the whole thing is that he needs money for his wife to have surgery. And it's like $200,000 or something, right? Because the American mm. healthcare system is so crap. Not an issue in any other circumstance. Walter White doesn't need to turn to making meth for his cancer treatment because Medicare well, or the NHS exists, you know? Well, I think they said it's some sort of experimental surgery for her, right? I, I guess. But I didn't mind the idea of, like, let's tap into this real-life concern about the healthcare system in America and how people have to do desperate things. It, it, it felt like a huge leap for him to go from, hey, brother, can you help me with some money? And then, okay, here's a gun. You're on the heist. You can't back out now. Agree. Hard agree. 
Because he seemed like he was a regular normal dude. I said, yeah, yeah. Unlike Jake Gyllenhaal, he's never a regular normal guy. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, I guess he was an ex-military, whatever. But it was hard to believe that he would even get himself involved in the situation at all, you know. I agree. The thing I got from the trailer was that I thought they had, like, hijacked the ambulance and didn't realise that the paramedic was in the back. Mm. Doesn't really work like that, does it? And they've also no. got someone in the ambulance they're trying to keep alive who should be dead after about five He's seconds. He's, like, bleeding out. Oh, okay. We're getting right into story issues. He's, like, bleeding out for the majority of the film. And she's like, where's all this blood coming from? I'm not going to examine him. Never mind that that's, like, my first job that I should do before I put a patient in the ambulance is to examine him for all his wounds. I'm just going to let the blood pool on the floor. And then at the end, oh, he's got another bullet wound. Interesting. Mm. Who would have thought that this would have happened? Makes no sense. And also, he's, like, crashing, then the defib pads, and then he's, like, fine. Ugh. Yeah. Doesn't work like that, I don't think. Doesn't work like that. I did like the fact that her hair clip came in handy. Yes. That was a kind of cool, like, let's actually treat, you know, use the female character sort of uniqueness. Kind of felt interesting to me. I'm a little bit concerned about didn't it go over his spleen and kept his spleen yeah, in place? I, <laughs> I wasn't totally sure about that. But, but here's the thing. It's like a fun. claw clip. Like, sorry to be a girl right now. It's a claw clip. It only holds things if it's stretched out. When it's mm. closed, I mean, I think the thing she was clamping was way too big to be clamped That's by right. the hair clip. That's probably going to hurt him I don't more, think it un- like he un- Michael Bay understands how hair clips work. I'd liked her a lot, though, Isa Gonzalez. She was great. She was good and kind of, you know, just that, that badass woman role that is sort of thrown around a lot in his films, but she did a good job at it, didn't she? She did. Unfortunately, we had a shot of her ass, which, why? It's such an oddly framed shot, too, which the only reason you would frame a shot like that is to get her ass in the shot. See, I can't remember this shot at all, but you were very vocal about it. It was when Jake was in the back of the ambulance and he had a gun to her, but he was hiding Mm. before they left and they were checking everyone. And the shot is literally her bum next to Jake Gyllenhaal's face. And it's like tilted and it's just awful. It's disgusting. I'm not doubting you, but (sighs) I I can't recall it, but there's a lot going on, especially in that scene. You're a man. Well, shouldn't I have noticed it then? I guess that's the point, but... I'm not, I'm not doubting you at all. I just, like, for some reason that didn't pop in my mind as a thing to note. But perhaps that is for the reason why it's in there. Potentially. I have huge issues with the logic of them being in the ambulance. Okay. So at some point they realise that it's more beneficial to keep the cop in the ambulance because the cops who are chasing them in the car chase aren't going to deploy spikes or whatever to that. Mm. Right? Because they're worried about killing their other person here's the thing kick him out they probably won't chase you that much potentially or kick him out and then you can get another vehicle why did they not switch cars Mm. under the bridge where they oh my god i'm re-remembering all this like as it's happening they go into the la river that really famous like soup bowl essentially grease and whatever they hide under the bridge Jake Gyllenhaal gets out of the ambulance, gets a machine gun, shoots it at a helicopter, then gets back in the car and keeps driving. What was the point of that? I didn't get that weird at all. Why don't they switch cars? Also, the painting green, 
you can clearly see it's an ambulance painted green. Clearly. Yeah. Very, very obviously. But that's the sort of thing where you do that. You do the old switcheroo where you send off six different ambulances, but then you leave in the in the little mm-hmm. a van or something that no one's looking at. You leave in the, the two-door hatchback. But you remembered that Baby Driver did it perfectly. Yeah. They did that gag with the three lookalike cars way better mm-hmm. than this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't feel correct. Didn't feel that exciting. Also, the gang turn the mob turns up. Who are the people? I didn't care for the gang. Why are we suddenly doing that as a as a storyline? Did we need that? Did I we need so. the you fact could... that Danny was involved with them? That could have been taken out pretty easily. Like 136 minutes. If this was 90, a tight 90, so no, but it would have been different in your esteem. Depends. Do you leave the stupid shops in? <laughs> Probably. Also, here's the thing. You never kill like a cartel because there's mm. always a bigger boss that's going to come and kill you. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. It's never just the guys who were in the room at that point in time. Mm. Created way more yeah. mess. Totally. I, I, th- I, just, I also feel like there was a, a time right before they were noticed by the mm-hmm. choppers, but they could have got rid of everybody and run away and got in a different car or just hidden out somewhere for a bit. Kind of like they got themselves caught in a, in a chase for the sake of the movie. I agree. I'm not a, not a fan of this one, Sine. Did you in... Well, what do you think of the ending? Uh, yeah, that was a bit rough, wasn't it? <laughs> so Jake dies... Yes. Because Will shot him. Yeah, I did, I, that was kind of good, I suppose. In what world would they let her go back into the scene? In what world would she be allowed to leave? In what world would no one be watching that she puts money inside a baby carrier of the man's wife? Yeah, like I didn't mind the fact that, you know, maybe the cops don't give a shit about this guy who's, you know, causes this trouble around the city and letting him bleed out potentially, like that kind of... And then she goes into help. I didn't mind that part. The fact that then they were just like, all right, see you, lady. Didn't take her statement. Didn't make her wait around. Oh, the dialogue didn't was see just awful. Her. But then you have the guy who went to college, the police officer who went to college with Jake's character, and mm. he goes to her, all right, tell me what happened. And she just recounts the second half of the movie to him? Yeah. What is it? What I'm are we doing? Happened. Yeah. I kind of think there's a little plot point as well, apart from the major plot points. But at the beginning of the film, she helps a little kid who is in a car accident but then doesn't want to know anything further about mm-hmm. that kid's story. And it's kind of like the new guy she's working with, the new EMT, is like, what? what, don't you want to do that? And she's like, no, I work with them for 20 minutes, I get them safe, I get them to the hospital, then I move on with life, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the film, you know, over the course of the film, she learns that maybe that's not the best way to live her life, and then she goes and finds a little girl and helps her out and is like, you know, tries to follow up on the story, and you kind of feel like that's what she might do in the future. Mm -hmm. I'm not a paramedic and whatever, right? So don't, maybe I'm wrong here, but I kind of feel like maybe her initial approach is better and perhaps more beneficial in that line of work because... The compartmentalization, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you just go in, you do your job, you don't try and take it on too much because if you do that, you won't be able to survive for very long, you know? That's, it kind of felt like that was a movie way to end her storyline or give her sort of, you know, title and a bow for her, perhaps wasn't... They're on, they're on Mr. Send, I'm thinking, perhaps. It felt a bit muddled to me. Yeah. I don't really understand what it was trying to say. Don't do a heist? Well, well for her in particular, it was like, 
you should care about people and she wasn't caring about them but then would literally well, impact it, her ability to do her job though and maybe that's the best thing you can do is be an emt is when you just get the person to the hospital and keep them alive yeah and then move on with your life like yeah. I just feel like if you want to watch a film where Jake plays someone effed up, just watch Nightcrawler. I mean, he's the most perfect... That's the most perfect rendition of this unhinged sort of crazy guy, right? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like he's constantly trying to get that again, and it's like, no, Jake, you've already done that perfect film. It's true. I um, would also argue that Instead of watching this, you can watch this and enjoy it and move on with life, sure. But The Guilty from last year. Great film. You know, kind of a a mirror image to this in a lot of ways. It is. And in that film, the imagination that got us, wasn't Mm -hmm. it? Wasn't the huge Mm -hmm. drone shots and car chases and people being shot down. It was the theatre of the mind that we love so much. I think the other thing is, like, I guess I'm taking this stance. I guess I'm going to get incels coming after me on twitter but i think the issue people have with michael bay films maybe i speak for myself the issue that i have is not the explosions or the car chase or the big action set pieces i love big action set pieces in film i love car chases i think there's no like i was reading here all style no substance there's no, there's nothing grounding it there's no mm. solid foundation it's not like there's a solid script that has you know, no logic police issues and is really tight and serves as a foundation for then you can put your little sprinkles of explosions and flare on top of it. Mm. You're trying to build this, like, house of cards, but your bottom layer, there's nothing there. So you're just sort of distracting us with, oh, let's let Jake Gyllenhaal shoot at a helicopter. Why? (laughs) What's that born from? What purpose does that serve in the narrative? Mm-hmm. Why would he ever do that as a human being who has logical thoughts? I know, it's the same thing. If if we believe these characters and enjoyed their being on their journey with them as well, you get more out of it, I think. But... There's also, it's a shame because there are some moments that I reckon if you tapped into them more, it could have been really great. Like the hair clip mm. thing was interesting. Mm-hmm. The AirPods I really liked, but it was over in like two minutes. Mm. The whole thing was that Jake was using his AirPods because he wanted to try and relax and they could track him based on the Bluetooth signal. That was really cool. I loved Mm. that a lot. I loved the cut to her listening to them sing without the soundtrack underneath. That was really funny. Mm. Like, so it had little bright moments like that, but then just nothingness for the rest. Well, it's almost in in terms of the characters, like once they left the heist in the ambulance mm. they had no plan they didn't really have much to do did they no and it kind of almost felt like the film was a bit like that too yeah it's like let's just make them run around for a bit and do this car chase and, and whatnot it's interesting i remember talking about that in a writing class that even if the character is unsure you as the author need to know where the story is headed and i agree with you i don't know that i don't know if they knew where the story was headed in this one mm. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One thing that also let me down about the movie, Lonnie, is the humor. And I don't know if... Well, I don't know if this isn't like a me problem or a Mr. Bay problem. It's probably a me problem. But it's not funny. And I'm finding that the things that I used to find funny, I don't find funny anymore. But Mm. maybe that's just me getting older. Like the dog in the car. The whole joke is big dog, small car. That's that's it, right? Like I'm not missing it like a layer there. (laughs) No, I think that was it. There's. I thought there was going to be some payoff with the dog, but there wasn't. No. Like, I not. thought the dog was going to be in danger or something, but... And listen, listeners of the pod know, we love a dog in film. We love a pet mm. in film. Mm. So it's not his inclusion that is the problem. I just don't get the joke. Yeah, and there's a couple of things, like there are attempts at humour, but you could tell it wasn't really humour. There's like the line going around on Twitter, whereas the paramedic says something like i wish we weren't here or something and then jake gillenhall says well i wish i didn't have an std well i guess that's yeah. kind of funny but also it's very uh, yeah <laughs> correct what there's an other line that's going around twitter or the other scene they've, they've clipped it out and thrown it around um where the, the guy wakes up during the surgery like the surgery uh. on the fly they're doing and so to subdue him they just punch him in the face <laughs> Knock him out? I don't think that's in the paramedic manual. It It wasn't her who did it, but still. Yeah, I, I think I found that. I did laugh. I laughed at that. Sorry, but because it was so absurd, like because it was like, what are we doing? (laughs) And maybe, maybe there should have been more of that sort of like over really over the top humor. Yeah, maybe if you are you being serious or are you being funny? Yeah, if you're leaning into the stylized sort of thing of everything's really dramatic and over the top with your. Mm drone shots etc maybe like make it all like that and there's all there's always like every character is a bit too self-serious mm. and there is that sort of like marvelication marvelification of movies recently where it's like you can't have anything serious without one guy being like oh isn't this weird we're here on a weird, weird, crazy planet or something yeah. like that but maybe this could have used someone like that who was a little bit lighter who was like you know kind of you know, being an audience surrogate and questioning some of the crazy stuff that was going on because mm. they were all so serious the whole time, apart yeah. from Jake Gyllenhaal, who was kind of crazy serious, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, they're on the run, so I guess that's a pretty intense thing, but I get what you mean. There, were, there was no dynamic in the sort of... Yeah, I mean, I suppose there was the one... There was the woman who's like the FBI tracker in the back of the van with like the IT That's stuff. true, yeah. She was a little bit like... This is just my job today. I don't really. I'm not getting caught up in the. Mm. I'm not. I'm not his best friend from uni or whatever. Like every other yeah. character had some sort of personal connection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Also, I I feel like there weren't enough complications along the road. Like there were complications in the fact that they got the gang involved and then got this like automated machine gun bomb thing that they 
drove into the crossroads. The crossroads, by the way, which was supposed to be one of the busiest intersections. And so they just pull up all their cop cars in the middle of the intersection and all just get out and start talking on the road. What was that? But, like, there weren't things that went wrong along the the course. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, my brake pads are suddenly wearing or my motor's smoking or we've lost a tire quick how do we fix that do you know what i mean like there weren't there weren't inherently car specific problems totally i guess the only thing is like the, the they had to do the surgery and whatever the surgery, right? thing yeah happened. definitely that's that yeah but there's not enough of like this ambulance must have so much petrol yeah totally <laughs> that's right that's right it felt on balance didn't it it was like as we're saying have a heist, do it properly for the first act, then have the car chase, and then have a foot race, or, I don't know, maybe they get an airplane or something at the end, wouldn't that be fun? Just something different for the final act. Yeah. Would have been a lot better. Well, you had an idea that maybe they went into the hospital for the final act, and mm. she had to perform the surgery, like at gunpoint or whatever, so you can still keep the surgery, mm-hmm. and then it's sort of a standoff in the hospital. Well, hospitals are big places. If you've got one, yeah. one or two guys with a gun running around and they lock it down and they've got to get around and they have a shootout in the hospital around patients and stuff. That'd be fun. Maybe, again, though, a COVID scenario. That's true. Maybe maybe it prevented a lot of ideas that we're thinking of. They had to stay in the the ambulance for most of the film, potentially. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well. I I think for me, a little bit for this film, talking about GCNA, is that Mm. it was hyped up to the nth degree. Oh, yeah. on, On Twitter and online wasn't it mm-hmm. and i wonder if a lot of that is just like a few factors are going into play i reckon some people are like michael bay gets a bad rap but maybe his films aren't that bad i think that's kind of a maybe a bit of a attractive proposition for a lot of people at the moment mm-hmm. i think as well it's like this is an original action film unlike marvel and dc which people are a bit sick of sure but it's like just because it isn't marvel or dc doesn't mean it's automatically mm. good slash better than those but I can kind of see people being like a bit bit tired after there's been like what thirty of those over the last couple of years, yeah. those Marvel films. So fair enough. But I don't know. The drone stuff was interesting, and not one or two interesting parts of the film. I don't know. Overall, it was, it was hyped up a bit too much potentially. Yeah, I was not a fan. So is this just it for you with Michael Bay? Is the name? Yeah, I think it might be. I okay. just they're just not quite for me. Sure. And it's hard because I don't think he's going for like a completely realistic portrayal, right? But yeah. the sort of it's just so corny, like the really heightened Oh, I haven't even spoken about lens flares. Oh my god. Why does every single shot need to have a lens flare? You don't love lens flares, do you? You just really. I like love them. lens flares. But you I always complain about them. Because people overuse them. Okay. Think about the history, right? They're originally an error in filmmaking. They would throw away shots that had that reflection off the camera lens because it was seen as a flaw. Then it got to, oh, they're a nice little, like, oh, nice moment. Then the progression is to this. I'm not kidding when I say at least 85% of shots in this film have a lens flare. That's too many. That's too many lens flares. They're great if they're used sparingly like anything else. Drones, great when used sparingly. 
explosions great when used sparingly like just mm. tone it down a notch mate and I, I that's an interesting point there like for some of it i've been saying you know have more drones rather than less drones but you're right maybe it's more impactful when it's used sparingly but i also wonder like in terms of this film being how long it is and how we're saying it's unbalanced it's like for the first 10 minutes when you're in a ambulance looking after this guy and someone's got a gun pointed at you that's really scary that's really that's that's full of tension mm-hmm. after 40 minutes you're like oh, okay i'm kind of getting used to it yeah after an hour yeah whatever treat me i don't care like it, it kind of loses a bit doesn't it after a while that's what i mean it's it's unsustainable for an entire film and that's where if we can bring back uh fury road for a second mm-hmm. yes it's a lot of that is just car chases but there are so many different things happening in the car chases all mm-hmm. the time, mm-hmm. and it's all narrative and character based. And there's it also all slow works. moments. You know, they pull over yeah. and they fix something, and or they mm-hmm. come across the, the, someone. The, the, the dust storm happens, and that gives them a bit of a breathing yeah. space. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, that's obviously we can't compare those films too much because one's one of the best films ever made. But yeah, okay. Is it time for a rating? It's time for a rating. Uh, one and a half. One and a half. Wow. I really didn't like it. Yeah, I. I mean, I'm gonna give it two stars. Let me two and a half stars. But, like, for the right person, this is a strong recommend, isn't it? Like, no. Dad film. No. No. no? Okay. No I, one. I want to be able to influence them to see better quality films. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so, if I don't recommend them a crap film, hopefully, I'm trying to. Sure. Fair enough. It's an experience of this one. I, I think you could rec- try and watch it for some of those drone shots and maybe some of the thoughts about what we've had here, but I wouldn't race out to this one. No. Wait but till I, it I, comes on like Netflix or something. I wouldn't. Yeah. And that's the thing. We, we made a special effort to go see it at the cinema because everyone's going on about it and they're like, oh, okay, it's just like a regular movie. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. I think we thought it would be Nightcrawler and it's not. Yeah. Just watch the guilty, really. Let's face it. All right. Well, that's been us talking about ambulance. Um, any final thoughts, Sinead? You just. I feel defeated. Do you feel defeated by ambulance? The film, the title. No good, by the way. Just quickly. <laughs> Doesn't that Damn. sum up him as a director, though? Just ambulance. ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> not even ambulance chase or something like. Not, nothing exciting about it. Just ambulance. Ambulance. <laughs> Crazy. Uh. Um, okay, we've got lots of podcasts in our back catalogue. Please go have a listen to them. We're on Twitter. Check there for updates on the podcast. And we've got many more in the pipeline, haven't we, Sinead? We do. Pretty much everything that's ever been made, or will be made, will be in this podcast, eventually. Maybe. Big claim. Big claim, yeah. but... It's not a legally binding promise. Okay. <laughs> Alright, we'll see you next time on I Only Like You in Movies and Jake Gyllenhaal being a regular normal guy. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.